Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Let me get into this topic yesterday. So there were two pretty big games yesterday in the NBA play-in tournament, right? There was a game, I think, between the Bucks and the Pacers, and the Milwaukee Bucks lost that game. And then the second game was between the New Orleans Pelicans with Zion Williamson, uh, Brandon Ingram and these boys versus LeBron James, Anthony Davis, uh, and the Los Angeles Lakers. There was a lot of fanfare around it. Um, there was a joint telecast between the, the, what is it, the ESPN NBA crew and also the NBA on TNT crew. So there was all of these things happening yesterday there was a lot of excitement right so i decided i'm like well they've been talking about this game there's all this hype around this game let me watch it so i started i was actually watching the game in bits and pieces of it uh and as i was watching it uh at first it seemed a little bit close but then the lakers started to pull away and as i was watching the game lebron himself he was having a stellar stellar uh, game in, uh, yesterday, and he was playing very well, right? He was playing very well, and I think that he finished the game in 23 minutes. LeBron finished that game with, let me get the stats right. He shot 9-12 from the field, 75% from the field, 100% from the three going 4-4, uh, 100% from the free throw line going 8-8. Eight of eight. He had five rebounds, five assists. No, 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 no. He had five rebounds, excuse me, eight assists, zero turnovers, and 30 points with a plus-minus of 36 in 22 uh, and a half minutes, right? Now, I found out the rest of those stats when I woke up because I didn't stay up to watch uh, that entire game. And I woke up and I saw that it was a pretty, pretty, pretty big uh, blowout. So that was that, right? And I knew that people were going to be discussing this today uh, in sports media because it is LeBron. He is still uh, the face of the NBA. So I knew this, right? I knew this going into today's show. I mean, going into today. So what happened? I jump on my Instagram and I come across a post, and this post uh, is a is is a post is a joint post featuring uh, with Club Shay Shay, and uh, and what is it? And Shannon Sharp, if I'm not mistaken. So I click on that post, and in the post, uh, Shannon Sharp writes the following. Well, first of all, he has an image. We want to show it to you. You see LeBron shooting the ball with Shannon Sharp's face. Uh, uh, like eyes on the ball, I mean, uh, eyes open, and Michael Jordan's face is the ball with the crying emoji. And he writes uh, on the post, congrats to the uh, to GOAT James and the Lakers on advancing to the first ever NBA in-season tournament championship. So that's what Shannon posts, right? No big deal, because Shannon Sharp <clears throat> uh, is a huge LeBron James supporter. He's going to twerk it up uh, no matter what. So then what happens? Uh, he puts that post up. And then Steven Jackson, I guess who follows Shannon Sharp, saw the post. And he reacted to the post by basically shouting out Michael Jordan. But before we even get into that, this video is brought to you by our sponsor, SeatGeek.
SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app with over 28 million downloads. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeeks, including concerts, sports, festivals, and more. And with the NFL and NBA season in full swing, SeatGeek has your tickets to every game. Now, here's the best part and the reason I absolutely love SeatGeek. They put all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure you are getting a good deal. Each ticket is rated on a scale of one to 10. So look for the green dots. Green means good, red means bad. Every ticket is backed by the buyer's guarantee and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event. And we have great news for you because we got you guys a really, really good deal. Use code DREAMERSPRO for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code DREAMERSPRO. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. And remember, when you try SeatGeek by using the link in the description below, just know that you're helping this channel. So let me get to the part what Steven Jackson says. Steven Jackson then writes, I want to show it to you, say MJ the GOAT without saying he the GOAT. And he puts out the laughing uh what is it so he puts out the laughing emoji and then of course like uh some other people start responding to steven jackson other people uh basically i, I don't know if it's lebron supporters or various people that support lebron uh they essentially start saying oh what do you have again no he goes uh yeah they go what do you have against uh michael jordan no oh, you're a michael jordan hate i mean you're Le yeah what do you have against lebron james you're uh, you're, you're you're a lebron james hater and various people we're kind of reacting uh, to the post. A lot of people were not feeling that, right? And when I saw that, I said to myself at the time, I said, first of all, this is this is this is hilarious, right? This is comical uh, that people are trying to do this. And Skip Bayless has been having some heated um, debates this week over this very topic between himself and Keyshawn Johnson, where Skip has kind of decided to go out there and put out kind of a preemptive strike. And the preemptive strike preemptive strike was essentially this. He's saying that he believes that there's some people that follow LeBron or love LeBron that are going to feel like if he wins the play-in tournament, they're going to use it as something to say that, oh, LeBron had this and Michael Jordan had that. And Keyshawn Johnson at the time was pushing back. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Who's Nobody's going to do that. Nobody's going to do that. And Skip Bayless is like, no, I believe that their people are going to be doing that. Now, uh, this post by Shannon Sharp is the evidence of it. Because, obviously, it's hyped that LeBron did well. But what does that have to do with Michael Jordan? And for him to be shooting Michael Jordan, I think it's him essentially saying, you know, here's something that MJ couldn't do, right? Uh, I saw other creators out there that are LeBron um, supporters and they were making posts about it. Like, you know, this is the this means Michael Jordan is the GOAT. And all, I mean, uh, LeBron James is the GOAT. This proves he's the GOAT. Uh, to me, listen, um, I think what LeBron did or is doing rather is unprecedented for an NBA player at that age. Uh, it, it truly is. And it's really impressive to me. And I'm going to just be honest with you guys. The only question I have in my mind, and some people may feel a type of way, but I really don't care because I'm I'm thinking it and I'm going to say it. The only question I have in my mind is, how is LeBron able to do this? How is he physically able to do what he is doing and no one else has ever been able to do this? 
Like that's the part I don't understand. Why is it there's so many great players who got old? <laughs> they got they got old. But in the case of LeBron, he's not slowing down and he seems to be getting better. I don't know how exactly this is possible. Right? Not in the sense of, oh my God, I'm amazed that he's doing it. I'm more in a sense like, okay, how is how is how is he doing something that no one else was able to do? Now, some people say because he was just that great. And yes, he is a, a really great NBA player, but there's a there's a part of it from the human standpoint. Like when you age, you're going to get slower. You're not going to be able to jump as high. You're going to lose certain things. But in the case of LeBron, he doesn't seem to be, he seems to be retaining uh, a lot of his skills. And that's a question. Maybe some people say is his training, his nutrition. To me, I don't know. But that's the only question. And I'm like, how is he, how is he, how is he doing this, right? Because no other player has been able to seem to, uh, to do that now in terms of the you know what it means for the GOAT debate and all of this listen um, LeBron fans are going to use anything that they can right now this is going to be the one if he wins it I wonder if they will place any significance on this play in tournament uh, number one if he loses or number one if he wins and then the other players start to go out there and win multiple championships and then also win multiple play in tournaments I wonder if they'll place any significance on it the other thing is I am not convinced that the team that wins the playing tournament is going to be the team that wins the NBA championship. I'm not convinced of that as of now. I think it's much harder to win a championship uh, than it is to win, you know, in a playing tournament. I could be wrong, but that's what I think. Um, in terms of comparing it to Michael Jordan, and I think it is so disingenuous, and it really exposes the people and the type of person you are. Listen. If you're using this as something as, oh, well, Michael Jordan didn't do this, it it's really exposing your character as a slime ball. I'm sorry to say it, but that's what it's showing. It's showing that you're disingenuous, you're dishonest, uh, you have no ethics whatsoever, and I'll tell you why. For anyone to make an argument with a straight face and say, well, Michael Jordan couldn't do this, knowing damn well Michael Jordan is almost 20 years older than LeBron James, it's it's a very disingenuous position to take. You got to be a real jackass to do that. And there're going to be a lot of people that do that. Young I mean young people and adults. And I just I just these are people that I can never get up. These are the people that will see something wrong, but if it's in their favor they're not going to say nothing. I can never rock out with those type of people. I can never have conversations with those type of people. You you know you're you know you're being disingenuous and you know you're being absolutely silly. To you to try to hold this over MJ, so let me figure this out. So Michael Jordan should still be playing in the NBA. How old is Michael Jordan right now? Listen, it's tantamount to you guys saying this, and you would gotta be expect. Uh, you would have to be a spectacular idiot to to even suggest this. So, based on what you guys are saying, Michael Jordan, according to you guys, should still be playing at the NBA, who's at the age of sixty right now, to prove to you that he could do what LeBron couldn't do. Like you got to be a type of moron that is seldom seen in public. So to me, anybody making that argument, I know you're just a disingenuous. We don't take those people seriously. It's so ridiculous, but it speaks to the era that we're in. I think ass backwards is forwards. Now anything goes, uh, stupidity is reigning and people making this argument are stupid. I'm sorry. You're being stupid because to say that, Oh, MJ, how could Michael Jordan do? He's 60 years old. It's so stupid. It's it's like we can't even talk about it. If they if they invented a new tournament 50 years from now and another player wins it and LeBron is retired, 
Are we going to hold it against LeBron? But you, you wouldn't do that. Only an idiot would. Hence, the idiot's putting forth this argument. I think it's a great thing for LeBron, but I think it has nothing to do with Michael Jordan. This is an individual thing for LeBron. I don't think it has anything because you can't hold something against Jordan that wasn't there for, for them to go after. And you, again, would have to be a spectator. So help me figure this out. If you're going to use this as something that could be held against Jordan, are you then telling me that you believe that if Michael Jordan was playing, or rather if the in-season tournament existed when Michael Jordan was playing, are you suggesting that Michael Jordan couldn't win multiple in-season tournaments? Is that what you would be suggesting? Well, you would have to be a flagrant idiot to suggest that. But that's what you're doing by saying this. Is that what we're saying that Michael Jordan could? So Michael Jordan could win 10 scoring titles. He could make all first defense nine times. He could win a defensive play of the year. He could go 3P two times. His team only lost two games, more than never lost one in two games in eight years. He can go 6-0 in the finals, but he can't win a playing tournament. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. And this is a special edition from our uh, exclusive interview that we did, our sit down that we did recently with Marcellus Wiley. And when Marcellus came to the show, we were discussing a litany of things, right? We spoke about you know the situation surrounding him we spoke about the state of affairs with the clippers we spoke about stephen a smith demanding uh to be paid more money but one of the topics we touched on during our our conversation was centered on um the josh giddy situation where you know malika andrews and stephen a smith seemed to be reluctant uh to touch on it right and during the interview i wanted to know what marcellus wiley thought about them being in most cases, afraid to talk about it and ultimately what he thought about their response afterwards. So what we want to do is want to play uh, what Marcellus Wiley said from our show uh, that we just did from the interview that we recently just did. And we'll come back and give you guys our closing thoughts. Take a listen to the exchange here. I want to piggyback off the point you made. And it's, and it's a point because I watch your show that you always make, which is you want to tell the truth and you want to be yourself. And if you see if the color is blue, you're going to call it blue. If it's green, you're going to call I, I follow your show, and this is something that I think you live by. You also mentioned the fact of kind of playing the role, if you want to get to that level, maybe a Stephen A. Smith, and you're like, I choose to be myself. The reason I'm bringing this up is there was a, a controversy that took place in the sports world, let's say, about a week or so ago. Surround, and we covered it, and I, I want to get your thoughts on it. Surrounding Malika Andrews, uh, Josh Giddy the Oklahoma City uh, a Ford, and uh, Stephen A. Smith. Now, as you know, Malika Andrews is quite vocal, and I don't want to make it a black or white thing, but for this particular case, I just want to be thorough. She's known for pointing out uh, moments when certain black athletes, they have low moments in their career. She did that with Udoka and all of these different things. But then when it came time to discuss the Josh Giddy thing, people were asking, Where's Malika Andrews' voice? No one was asking her to accuse him. They were just asking her to cover the story. Days went by, she didn't cover it. Then she was forced to read, not forced, but she read a statement on TV. And then Stephen A. Smith <laughs> said he refused 
to touch this story because there were still more details coming out. Then the Von Miller story breaks and they pause ESPN live on air to report what had just happened. My question is, in big media, how much freedom do these people that we see, how much freedom do they really have and how much are we, are we to trust the words that are coming out of their mouth if it's really from their own brain or they're being told or influenced to say what they say? Oh, man, it's a great conversation. Um, well, don't fully trust them. Uh, and let's be real. Um, it's not because always they don't have good intentions. Uh, the problem is the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm. And there are so many people that contribute to a big mainstream show. Like I said before, when we were talking about James Harden, there's so many people that got to sign off on things that at times you don't get what you intend mm. out of a topic mm. or out of a show. So there are times where it's just like, you ain't touching this. So I, this could be a scenario. Let me give you a hypothetical. Malika or Stephen A. want to talk about Josh Giddy. NBA is in negotiations with ESPN to get this deal done, right? They're like, this situation is sticky because I know he's from Australia and he's white, but he is messing with someone who could be 16. And in that state of Oklahoma, 16, legal, mm -hmm. where he's from Australia, Australia, 16, mm -hmm. consent, legal. Mm -hmm. And no one was cooperating with the police. Right. So now, do you really want to be that ahead of your skis <laughs> if you're ESPN with your talent going on that story? And it was just an inconvenience because literally they talked to NBA, which is mostly black players, good and bad about the same black players. And they continue doing that. And then it's this white player jump out and everybody like, all right, let's go. And they're like, we ain't going mm -hmm. because there's too much that they didn't know or couldn't do. So it was a weird set of dynamics for that one. But Malika, she put herself in this position. Yes, she did. Not just because of how she, not just because she covered those topics, but how, how she, she did it. Yeah. Like when she went to Stephen A. Smith's show and was like, Stephen, Stephen. I was like, ooh, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's going to come back to haunt her. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous, man. So now she's in an impossible place where she almost feels the pressure to find white players mm. and talk about them in a negative light, mm. just to balance that's out the narrative out. and the perception of her. Who wants to be that person? Who wants to be in that place? So you heard what Marcellus Wiley uh, had to say. My reaction to what he had to say is the following. I think that Marcellus was essentially saying that it's a nuanced uh, issue. Um, there are politics involved. There are many layers there that one needs to take into consideration. Uh, but it also shows you all of the minutia that you have that exists rather um, in corporate media. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. I want to get to another topic and then we can we can go any way you, 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 you want to. It's a double layered one. You can choose which one you want to go to first. I was recently watching uh, one of your shows that you published, let's say, three days ago or so. Right. And during that show, 
you were talking about a sit down that you had with Dan Lebitard on the show, right? And apparently what yeah. had happened was you had this hour long conversation just for you to find out after the news came out about you that I want you to touch on uh, however, uh, to whatever degree you want. And then you found out that that interview disappeared. As you saw, your interview is yeah. still on our channel, live and live, live and live and clear. <laughs> the first, and I and I also saw the show before that where you addressed it head on. You're like, I'm not waiting for nobody to write my story for me. <laughs> first question I have for you is, what made you decide to go out there and address it immediately? And what are your thoughts about Dan kind of doing something that kind of blindsided you by just basically pulling the interview? Yeah, uh, what made me want to address it head on was who I am. Um, my show is called Never Shut Up. And a part of the buffet of topics that I have, I'm critical of people in terms of some of their actions. I talk about the act and not the actor. So when an act is accused of an allegations on me and they're talking about me, I can't run now. Right. Never shut up. Keep talking, mm -hmm. Wiley. You talk about them when you don't like some of those actions. Well, someone is putting out there something that they didn't like, address it. So that was the first layer for me. Um, the second layer was the fact that it was just a flat out lie. Um, I don't expect everyone to read the lawsuit. Like, let's just be real. It's, I think it's 47 pages. Stop. I don't even expect in today's world for people to read a whole article. Uh, but at least finish the headline and give me a sentence or two. Um, to, my, to my defense, uh, one, I don't want anyone to say, I know Marcellus. He couldn't have done that. That's great. That's a compliment. I know. I have a perfect reputation in terms of me being 49 years old never arrested never in trouble etc like you google my name before all you see is projecttransition.org right. and he won man of the year three times and all this glowing stuff right and i swear i talked to you charles i used to always say when i was in the league and growing up and i know so many celebrities because i'm from la and i know people and i was like you're really not famous until either a you get accused of something or b there's a gay rumor I used to always say that. Like, it seemed like every single person will always get attacked. And I was like, oh, it's because they're famous. Whether they did it or not, I just always saw that seemingly as a common denominator. Mm. But the truest reason I addressed it is because it was a flat-out lie. Um, there are three defendants, and the two she really wants and is using me to get to them. Mm. The defendants are Columbia University and the Columbia University trustees. Mm. And then she's using me to get to them because it's a legal shakedown. It's a big bank scenario. I understand that. But just to keep it high view, because I detailed this on my show. Um, if anybody wants to know particulars, they can go there right. and I'll keep you posted. Go there. Yes. A woman who I never had intercourse with, sexual intercourse with, who suffered from mental health issues, as I read, um, is in pursuit of Columbia University and a settlement, basically. That's how the game goes right now. I won't lie to you guys. Mm. I'm the most notable alumni in the athletic arena, and it's a legal shakedown. Okay. That's why you've never heard of this in 30 years. Mm. Um, I've had four or five different careers if it were about me. 
It's not about me. Right, exactly. It's about Columbia University right. and the fact that they've been settling some lawsuits in different arenas, and this seemed like a prime opportunity to go to them. Now, my biggest problem with this is, one, my name is now not looked at in the same positive light, perfect light it was before, and my son is my namesake. Mm. My son has my same name, and she brought this lie to his Google search going forward. But also the biggest problem is people don't believe her. And worse, now people won't believe real victims. And it's crazy because when you look at this and you read through it, you're like, that is impossible for that to occur, what she's alleging, impossible. Not even because it's me. No human man could do what she said if anybody would ever take the time to read through it. No one will. But that's not the game plan. Our game plan is to try and get Columbia in a shakedown and using me. So I have now turned it into a positive. I am not worried about me clearing my name. My circle, not one thing has been affected. I've not lost one brand, one sponsorship, one level of support from any of my friends. But you know who has lost in this conversation and all those other names that came out, whether they're guilty or innocent, I'm talking for me, real victims. Mm. So I started with my foundation, a program for real victims and falsely accused because it hijacks so many people. I'll leave you with this, big dog. Michael Earl off season before the video came out. Right. They were dragging his name. And then all of a sudden people are like, oh, wow whole different animals. So I've hired a lawyer, Sean Holly, who's the same lawyer that represented Trevor Bauer, and everybody was dragging him for a year or two. And then they were like, oh, exonerated. She lied. So not worried about the accusations towards me, um, but I am worried about where we are as a culture, as a society, where we allow these situations to occur, especially to somebody who's never stepped in it in 30 years right wow wow wonderfully said and to follow up you spoke about the dan lebitard aspect of it of how he or how they removed the interview that you had and you were blindsided uh by it based off of what you said on the show what did you think about that and what does it make you think about relationships in general in sports media Yeah, so what I'm trying to do here on this show, including even when I'm the topic, as we just talked about, is truly change how we communicate. I am tired of the dialogue that comes with disrespect. I'm tired of the dialogue that ends up, because we differ, we must disrespect. Um, I saw too much of that in the media I was a part of. So this is more of me trying to reset public discourse. That's why I talked about my situation. That's why I talk about any situation, because it's okay to talk about it. All these things now, we got to go to the corner of the room and whisper, Hmm. hey, Mm -hmm. you hear what happened to Marcellus? You hear what they said about Marcellus? And I'm like, dog, nah, y'all ain't going to be killing these athletes and talking about whoever y'all want to when you choose to. But when it's about you or if it's something that is taboo, we start whispering. I'm a grown man who got to go into a room and whisper to somebody else to talk about something that's real. Hmm. And I hate that. So when Levitard and I did the interview a couple weeks ago, about a month ago, 
it was an amazing interview. Hour and a half, two hours, um, and it was up. And I wanted to see it after these accusations, and it was down. So I do a topic on it on my show while also calling Dan Levitard and talking to Dan Levitard. Text him. He called me back, and he's like, I didn't know. I had no idea. But then I was told, hey, we're going to take this down because we have other things that we're dealing with as well. I got to leave it at that because I got to protect Dan. But long story short, it wasn't all about me. But after that conversation, coincidentally or not, they put it back up because Dan values our relationship. And I valued our relationship as well because I told him, hey, Dan, if you got other things you're dealing with on top of this, leave it down, dog. I know I'm cool with you. So I don't need you to tell the world we're cool. But he chose to do it his way. But I'm going to live these things out for the public to see, including my allegations, because we getting trapped. We can't even be real. You know how many people I know have hit me up, talk, called me, text me, and be like, that's some BS, hmm. what they saying about you. Hmm. But they will never go on air and say the same thing. Hmm. You know how many times when Colin Kaepernick was kneeling or – Black Lives Matter was going on, and I had my objection to the way that they were doing those things. People would hit me up. That's right, Wiley. Damn right. And then I would watch them on their own platforms. Wouldn't say a word. And I was like, my kids ain't living in that world. And y'all trying to, your silence is complicity. So I'm just different, man. I'm built to handle all this stuff. I'm built to people not liking me from hello. I'm from Compton. I'm, I get it. You don't have to always believe in me. But watch me. Watch what I do. I will change all minds because I don't do stuff like that. And I don't play narrow-minded games. Mm. We got to speak on it. Never shut up. Right. Well said. Now, I want to ask you this. What would be your advice? Because this is a very serious topic where people can be, frankly, as you said, turn into victims you may have i mean you may not you may not think anything of it and next thing you know down the line some somebody pulls a fast one on you what would you say to young men athletes coming up mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. how they should conduct themselves so that in the future they don't find themselves in situations like this because i know i know what i know of you you're a family man i'm a family man you see, you are in love with your family. I looked at your Instagram. Is all you post about your family, your kids, and the, the, the work, the work that you do, which is which is beautiful because I admire that because that's what I want uh, as well. Like I, I like that structure. Um, so, what would you say to young athletes coming up about things they can do to avoid certain traps and people looking to ensnare them in certain situations, uh, you know, in their career, in their careers? Yeah, um, I don't have the perfect advice, obviously, because it caught me 30 years later. Um, But I will say this. I remember growing up watching Scarface, and I remember him at the end scene when he had like 900 security guards and 2,000 guns and all that stuff, and they still took him out, right? Mm. Because if somebody wants to get you, they're going to put up a good fight to get you if they don't get you all the way right so you can say anything in this world and whether it's real or not it's gonna it's gonna get to you at least Mm. so i always keep that in the back of my head and i kept in the back of my head through this experience and all of them this is what i would say 
because you go through these experiences, you're messing around, you're hanging out, whatever it may be, you're vulnerable. And in our world, uh, it's slanted towards a victim. And typically the victim is a woman. Mm. So that story that was told uh, or that could be told about your encounter, you got to make sure that it doesn't sound like something that could go down the wrong way. In my situation, just to be particular, to use me as the exhibit, she had a boyfriend. And I knew her having a boyfriend, I shouldn't have messed with her. But the onus is really on her to me because I'm like, that's your boyfriend. That ain't my boyfriend. You need to be loyal to him. I ain't got to be loyal to him. But he didn't like me, and it was just a lot. So somehow, some way, like on every campus, you can't do nothing without somebody finding out. Right. And they found out, and she had to split the story because ain't no way you're going to say on your boyfriend you messing with one of the guys he doesn't like, Marcellus Wiley. Mm. So there's no perfect way. I wish I knew it. Mm. Uh, this happens a lot more than it should um, there, and because there are real victims. I worked with the Rape Foundation for the last six years with my foundation. So, you know, I real victims, real situations. You can hear it. You can read it. You're like, oh, my goodness, that ain't this. This is a whole different animal. And because of these things, it takes away from those real ones who need to be heard, who voices need to be amplified. It just gives more, it just gives more opportunity for people to do things like this to the future athlete, the future success story who has to deal with it. But bruh, I wish I the wish I could answer. give you the yeah. perfect advice. Yeah. But man, look, it can be something above board. And I've seen this happen because I was a player rep and I worked with the FBI when I was an NFL player rep. Wow. It could be something that's above board, all to the good. And you're like, what did they say? And you're gonna have to fight through it if they wanna take it all the way, all the way to that degree. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.